It's Mitra. The restaurant is closed for September for renovations, but we're giving you a second helping of some of our favorite calls and emails. This week's menu is centered around wives and housewives. Enjoy. We've got another email. Okay. I think you should read this one. It would be my pleasure. Um, I love this one. Um, hi, both. Teehee. Okay. Week. Week. I'm a gay cis male in his late 20s living in Sydney, Australia, but originally from California. Right? California? Is that what word? Okay. <laughs> it was an abbreviation and then I panicked. I was like, but they're going to know. <laughs> An affirming nod from Chelsea. Uh, <laughs> I'm emailing you with a very gay concern about one of my best friends in Sydney. He's another gay male around the same age, and we've been best gals since I moved here a few years ago. He's always been super affable and sweet, since get- but since getting into the housewives recently, I've noticed a debasing shift in his personality. After binging the entirety of the Beverly Hills franchise, I've noticed that he's been much more hostile and volatile, but in a sort of performative way. He seems to pick fights more frequently and bring things up from the past just for the sake of theatrics. I feel wary of expressing an opinion that counters his own out of fear that he will use it against me on a later occasion. Correlation doesn't equal causation, obviously, but this new side of his personality seems to be certainly connected to the antics of the gals of Beverly Hills. So I have a couple questions. First, have either of you ever had a friend who became a worse person after watching Real Housewives? Second, what is an appropriate way to bring up to a friend that there is a the concern in, that their consumption habits are tainting their personality? Or even, is there a housewife series that might promote more gregarious behavior? <laughs> we all love a gay bitch, but it's also nice to not get accosted all the time especially since we haven't been asked to star in a reality show yet. Uh, warm regards, a concerned friend. Okay. Okay. Sort of being a little bitch about this. So sort of a Teresa, sort of, uh, <laughs> <laughs> sort of, you know, uh, Melissa uh, vibes, certainly. Um, well, also, but like sort of um, – sneaky behind your back behavior but in a way where they maybe don't have to take responsibilities so maybe like a lisa vanderpump yeah lisa i was gonna say lisa renna too Mm -hmm. um um but and actually kind of andy cohen too because he sort of has a global perspective on it too mm mm-hmm okay andy cohen let's 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 start there let's see where we end up (laughs) um andy cohen (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's that's certainly one. Um, he's a fan of the podcast, so Fandy Cohim. Fandy Cohim, great. Fandy Cohim. <laughs> Fandy Cohim. Um, <clears throat> okay. Um, so I'd say first of all, I don't think there's a housewife series that would promote more gregarious behavior. I think I maybe, maybe Atlanta, Potomac. Oh, okay. I think Atlanta, they're they're having fun in some of the later seasons. There's very low drama in some this of This season has been very fun. Any season um, without Nini, I think, is more gregarious and fun and sweet. 
I mean, the murder mystery party in one of the more recent episodes of Real Housewives of Atlanta is one of the funniest things that I've seen on the show in so long. All of the women realizing that it's a murder mystery party and immediately (laughs) rejecting the concept of a murder mystery party. I was laughing, laughing. I also think earlier Potomac. Like, I think, like, Candace and Monique have sort of brought a darkness with them, but earlier seasons, the drama's, like, lighter. So I feel like... Actually, yes, there is a more gregarious yeah. city. But um, let's back up here for a second and let's really address the premise of of this problem. <laughs> because I can't tell how serious he is about this theory of uh, that the housewives has made his friend a demonstrably worse person. Um, because um, I love the housewives and I am great. You love the housewives. You are great. Um, but I, I do... One of my friends, their sibling started watching Housewives and that friend was like, they are kind of acting like more of a bitch. Like, I don't think it is. I don't think it's impossible. I I think like it can activate something. I will say that the face sort of seemed to pass. Like they watched, they watched a whole city and be like this sort of transformation happened and then quickly faded away. So I would I would say to perhaps comfort our emailer, this might just be a phase. Because <laughs> um, they're having fun with, with the thing that they watch that is consuming them. <laughs> yeah, and I think like, and honestly, you need to take a page out of a housewife's book and really call it out at the reunion. You should host a reunion. Um, <laughs> After the, after the pandemic is done, host a reunion where you all sit on couches and you, as Andy Cohen, Fandy Cohen, um, <laughs> sort of uh, moderate a discussion and sort of say, like, read from your card. Like, um, Joanne from Lockport, Illinois says, so-and-so, why were you being such a bitch in this instance to your friends? <laughs> like, I think that could be really powerful. I think people, I think he would react really positively to that, especially if you said it in a reunion setting. I mean, what is a reunion but an intervention? Yeah. But I, I also like- think for real, you can call out your friend for his shitty behavior without yes. connecting it to the housewives. I think it's necessary at this point. I and think it-, it will seem like patronizing if you connect it to the housewives. Mm-hmm. But I think you can say like, lately, you've been making me feel bad about myself. Like you don't have to like, because there also might be other reasons than the housewives why your friend is acting like a bitch. Like it, it also might be that there's something going on that you don't know about. <laughs> and they just also <laughs> happen to be watching housewives as a, a means of coping. Yeah. Just like uh, speaking from personal experience, the times when I've watched housewives the most have been the darkest days. So yeah. I, and I am grateful to them for getting me through those they've times. They've lifted you up. They've lifted you up out of holes. I've seen it. I've seen it they myself. Have. They really have. I love them. I love them. And it's a, but it is a recent thing for me. Um, and, but I, I think you can just have a talk with your friend about how they're making you feel without yeah, projecting because, why it's happening. And that actually is sort of, that will sort of short circuit him if it is the housewives, because no one does, no one speaks honestly and with compassion and empathy on the, on the housewives. So if you, <laughs> if you come to your friend with honesty and sort of humility and, and empathy, like I think it'll short circuit. He won't, he, he doesn't have a playbook then, you know, it's sort mm-hmm. of throwing the rule book out the window. Nobody said dogs couldn't play basketball sort of moment. <laughs> um, Candy, Candy had a moment with Kenya in Real Houses of Atlanta this week where she spoke sort of just like truly and genuinely. And there really was a moment, like you could really see her being like, 
well, what do I do with this? (laughs) (laughs) No one told me I would have to deal with this on camera. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, they really are keeping me going. (laughs) Having having weekly commitments to them. Huge. Really important. The Salt Lake City reunion was shockingly good. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was really interesting to see them sort of as as housewives for the first time because well, you're not a housewife until you've seen yourself on the show and yes. seen how America reacts to you and seen how America has cast you what role America has given you and it was really interesting to see like Lisa realize that she had been cast as the villain and react to that and sort of play against that and play with that it was fascinating it i I made, it made me excited for the second season and I don't think I felt super stoked on it until watching mm-hmm. that where I was like, because I was like, where were these women in the first season? Like, where yeah. was this? Like, actually saying how they, like, calling each other out and yet, like, really being housewives. I'm, But now they know. Now they know what they're actually supposed to do. Well, and I wonder, too, if you want to speak his language, your friend's language on this, you can say, like, hey, I think you think you're being Heather. I think you think you're being, Amer- you're sort of the likable, like, sassy one, but you're actually being Elisa right now. You know, you really need to speak to him in a language he'll understand. Well, um, Heather, then I, I mean, now I'm back in. <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk <laughs> offline. <laughs> sort of, sort of a turn for Heather for me, though. Um, what? I mean, what? You're not on Team Lisa now, are you? No, I'm not. But I was like, it's not as black as what black and white as I thought it was. You I feel need- that Heather came into it. I did agree that there was a part of Heather that came into it, wanting to be hurt. Okay, with all due respect. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Don't you dare speak a negative word about Heather. I love Heather. I not I not enough apparently everything for her. And I I recorded the moment when Lisa reacts to Heather talking about getting a Rihanna. DM from Rihanna. <laughs> and it was one of the funniest <laughs> things that I've ever seen. And I had to save it on my phone. <laughs> yeah. That's another thing you can do to, to really see if it's housewives related. Tell your friend you got a DM from Rihanna and see how he reacts. <laughs> the way that like, not just like the life, but the just like every like everything left Lisa in that mm-hmm. moment. You, she's never looked more tired in that, in that <laughs> moment. <laughs> and she's so beautiful. But in that moment, she was just like, hollow it was so good <laughs> anyway Anyways, i love good luck. <laughs> we love trash here we love we garbage we love, love to eat TV. it we love to eat it, and it right up. shall i read this next email yes um do we think it's Mijo? Yeah, I think it is. I think it is. Dear Mijo, I took the advice of getting stoned before writing in, so here we go. What do I do? Have I made a mistake? (laughs) (laughs) I wish it was like end email. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I needed an emotional support animal in my life earlier uh, after this year. I have a pre-existing condition, COVID, so COVID has removed me from seeing any friends and only I only see a tiny bubble of my boyfriend's family. Sorry, if I'm having trouble reading, it's because clearly this person is very stony and we are missing mm. some words. <laughs> so my boyfriend of four years and I adopted a dog. It was amazing. It was great. And now I think I'm jealous of how much my boyfriend loves our new dog. <laughs> my love language is touch his are acts of service so we both struggle to remember one another's and we've had plenty of fights where we're pleading for more affection but then to see the way he shows our dog affection i 
<laughs> this is not, I mean, I, this makes sense to me. Okay. <laughs> it is broken, garbled, high writing. <laughs> I literally beg to be cuddled or force his hand to hold mine. He's touchy-feely only during sex, but never enough for me. So to see him kiss and cuddle and rub our dog all day and all night, that's in all caps, I feel crazy. How do I get a snuggle or a rub? It feels like my love language is being thrown in my face. I've tried sandwiching myself between him and our dog to get some love. Also trying to be like... Oh my God, I didn't know you were so cuddling and lovey. I've never seen this side of you. I think the cherry on top was hearing his new short story. The lead character's wife is all of the sudden. <laughs> the lead character's wife is all of a sudden the same name as our dog. When I asked, he did admit that this was on purpose. Help, I am jealous of my boyfriend's affection to our dog, XO. I wish... I kind of want to like post the actual text of this so that people can see like how crazy it is. What, what, the gymnastics that I had to do yeah. <laughs> to the, form make you this. You did a really wonderful job to shape this into complete sentences. Yeah. <laughs> um, um this is amazing. Um, okay. Beethoven, Beethoven, B A E. Yes, great. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were just saying like Beethoven, Beethoven, the composer. No, this one is really, it really only works on paper, but I like it. Beethoven. It's, I think it's really good. Um, yeah. Okay. What do you think, I Joel? think you just have to understand that people, and I don't get it either, lady. Uh, Beethoven, I don't understand it either myself because I am not a dog person, but people's minds get cr- like something happens to them when they are around dogs and they treat This dog is not a human being, okay? And so probably he feels comfortable being affectionate with this thing because the do- it is a dog it is not a human and i don't think you should take it personally in fact i think you should look at it as like a way like he he has the capability to do this and he enjoys it and so i don't know i think it's a good thing ultimately i think you should not feel jealous of the dog and i know and that's not good advice because it's just stop feeling how you're feeling but Barring getting rid of the dog, I don't know what you do. I say get rid of the dog and replace it with a parrot because nobody is going to be cuddly with a parrot. You don't know and that. If they are. Well, if he is, that's the other thing. Maybe bring in another animal to see if he <laughs> treats the the if it's just a purely an animal thing, and then to, then leave your boyfriend because he's well, a freak. Well, I think even outside of the dog, your boyfriend's not fulfilling a crucial need that you have as a person and as a partner. Um, so I don't know. I, 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 it, it's not fair to have to constantly beg a partner for the things that make you feel good. Um, and it might feel stupid or whatever, because it's just like, I want a hug. I want you to hold my hand, but like that stuff matters that, and you seem to have a very clear grasp on like what makes him tick and what makes you tick and, and have conveyed it very clearly to him. I I think one, maybe there's a world where he doesn't quite understand the gravity of that and how badly you need that. Um, It seems like maybe he, maybe she writes a short story where the late, (laughs) the main character gets a lot of affection from her boyfriend. And maybe he only understands things if they're in a short story form. That's true. And I also, okay. Side note. I love that our emailer confronted their boyfriend about naming the character after the dog, like, (laughs) and made them confirm because it's like, 
Of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm sorry. That like I, I I've definitely been not in this exact situation, but certainly in situations where it's like, I can't believe I'm like asking for this again. Like whether it's like something like physical or more like verbal validation. Like I feel like there's like different versions of that across a lot of relationships. And I think that those issues, if like the partner doesn't take them seriously, like it's not going to just magically go away. You're not going to magically just not want touch anymore. And like, well, it sounds like she's been coping with it for four years. It doesn't sound like this is a change. So uh, the the only change here is the dog. That's what I mean. It's like this. It obviously like it's like a silly sort of like heightened thing. But like the core issue really is that like you're you do not get a very crucial thing that you need from your partner. Um, So I think maybe even like when I think I mean, I don't know what I would I'm suggesting, but I, I think like not framing it through like the way that maybe making it more about you guys than about the dog just because like that's clearly like a it's a that's a different relationship between man and dog than oh here's a pitch go ahead he comes home she's dressed like a dog (laughs) see what that does for him and then if he and then if he starts really snuggling with you then you know that's a problem then you know there's a real issue i agree i i would be really curious to know if they have been to couples therapy. And if this is something that our emailer and her boyfriend would consider, um, because I think like this is a deep relationship issue and um, we're not going to solve it. But I do think that um, the dog has activated something and like, it should be addressed in a way that um, maybe a dog costume might not solve in the long term. <laughs> I I do I want to know how she's coped with it for four years and why this is now so you know like I that's what I want to know from her. Well, I think there's like a there's like a even though the dog thing like is silly like it is this thing where it's like you can sort of justify something when like when there's like nothing to compare it to. It's like that's just the way he is. He doesn't touch yeah. me. It doesn't. He's not a touchy feely guy. And then seeing someone being touchy feely with other people, or in this case, a dog, it's like, wait, so you can do this? And this whole time, I've been like, like I f- I'm just imagining myself going through this cycle and being like, oh my god. So like, you do have that impulse. You're just not doing it with me. Why? And like yeah. that could would be very crazy making. I get that. Like, I was little Miss Giggle reading it, but I do totally get this um which is why i think couples therapy might be helpful if you want to stay in this relationship which it sounds like you do yeah i just think people are intrinsically like different with animals and she shouldn't this shouldn't necessarily change anything for her if she's been able to get by for four years but it's like get by like this is like it is like a major thing that this person is not getting i think i think like that's more the issue is like this person wants touch. This person is not getting touch. And then also their partner is able to be touchy feely with another being. And like, obviously it's a different relationship and like a pet is different than a partner, but seeing touch and not receiving touch probably feels very bad, especially right now where you just get less. For sure. It just, yeah, for sure. I get it. I do get it. It's just like, I don't even think about petting an animal in the same terms as like cuddling a human being, I guess. And that's yeah. the disconnect for me. I mean, it, it's different. It's like 
romantic and platonic, but it is still just touch and connection. Yeah. It's intimate. Like, even though it's a different kind of intimacy, like it, you're still, you're, you're rubbing something. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Something and to think about. And making talk about. out with it. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, I'm gonna think about this for a lot longer. <laughs> I really am. I'm gonna. It think is about haunting. It. Um, let's. Should we move on to our final call? Yeah, this you're in a goofy mood. You put the order in to get today, and I'm gonna <laughs> say you're a little imp. You're a little imp. You knew that we didn't have a lot of time today, and you little imp, you put in this last call. And, Lel, let's just get to it. Okay. I just had to pause The Real Housewives of Potomac, Season 2 Reunion, Part 1, to do push-ups. I don't... I I did 10 push-ups. And I'm, uh, am I okay? <laughs> also, I want to know who, who do you think is the grand dom of this podcast? Please sit on my face. Bye. Okay. I guess we got to name this person. Okay. Um... Bravo. Andy Cohen. Um Chelsea Mark this time. Um, so Johnny Bravo, she's a bodybuilder. She's push-ups, right? Oh, great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's great. Johnny, Johnny Bravo. Johnny Bravo. <laughs> Chelsea coming in with the save. Love the that. save. Get it, getting us the out of save. here. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's Johnny, Johnny with an I. Yes. Johnny with an I. Johnny with an um, I. I'm, yeah. <laughs> Johnny Bravo. Um I see. It's so funny because this. I saw this call come in, and I was like, "Well, we're definitely not using this one." Uh, <laughs> but when I was making the order at twelve thirty a.m. last night, I was <laughs> laughing. I was laughing because I had also just read through the product page of La Dame Perfume and like reading all the notes of like the perfume. <laughs> Seventy-one dollars. Um, the grand dom of this podcast is July. <laughs> It's true. He's okay. the one. He's Perfect. the one. I mean, he makes he makes the big decisions. Mm-hmm. He is, yeah, he's our grand dunk for sure. For There's sure. no question. There's no There's question. There's no question in my mind. Who do you identify with on Potomac? Um, Who would you say you are if you had to pick? Probably Robin. Mm. Hats, you know, still Hats. haven't gotten your hat. Still Incredible. haven't gotten your hat. I really, I've said this before, but it's perfect either way. It's perfect if one day the hat comes, it'll be an amazing little treat, but it makes absolute sense. And it's equally a gift that it's not coming. (laughs) (laughs) Who do you identify with on Potomac? Like Wendy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. You have I don't think I identify with any of like the fun ones for sure. I I always identify with whoever like the most boring one is. I feel like I identify with like Eileen. Like (laughs) it's always the one who's like where you watch and you go, she shouldn't be doing this. (laughs) Yeah. She brings nothing. She brings nothing. She has she has a lot more to give outside of this show. Yes. Um well, Mitra, um, uh, any final thoughts? Any any questions on why she did push-ups in the middle of the Potomac reunion? 
Stress, maybe. <laughs> maybe stress. But also, I feel like sometimes when I'm when I, I'm too deep in the housewife's hole, I do feel like I sort of have to counterbalance like what I'm doing to my brain by doing something good to my body. Mm. So maybe the 10 push-ups makes up for um, 25, 40-minute long episodes. <laughs> yeah. Why do you think, Joel? I don't care. Okay, uh, love you. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's second helping of your calls and emails. Don't forget to keep calling in and emailing us with your questions. We'll see you next week for another second helping of urgent care. Bye.